Hi, I'm Gavin Giovanoni, Professor of Neurology at Bath's in the London School of Medicine and Dentistry, and this uh, MSLV podcast is about interpreting your own urine dipstick results. I previously did a newsletter on infection that, uh, almost a year ago, uh, and in that newsletter I encouraged you to manage your own urinary tract infections by home dipstick monitoring uh, to look for what I would call preclinical or asymptomatic urinary tract infections so you can treat them before they cause problems. As you know, if you leave urinary tract infections, they can go up into the kidney and call a condition called pyelonephritis, uh, an even more serious infection called septicemia where the bacteria causing the bladder infection goes into your bloodstream and can cause septic shock. And tragically, one of the commonest causes of death in people with more advanced disease is septicemia in the presence of urinary tract infection. So there's a whole lot of reasons why you should try and prevent um, early bladder infections getting worse. So one of the things I suggested you do is you get your family doctor uh, or your MS clinic to prescribe home dipstick monitoring. And um, I just assumed people knew how to interpret these but they are quite complicated. And one of my uh, patients asked me about two weeks ago, you know, I bought these dipsticks from Amazon actually, and I don't know how to interpret them. So when you actually do the dipstick, you'll find there's a whole row of uh, little squares and they change color depending on if the test is normal or abnormal. Um, most tests take between 30 and 60 seconds to develop, 60 seconds to develop, but occasionally you need about two minutes for some of them to develop, and particularly the uh, so-called white blood cell one or leukocyte one. And so this is the most important one for urinary tract infection. Uh, so actually it detects an enzyme that is released from the white blood cell called esterase, which is mainly in neutrophils, which is the most common white blood cell. And this is the one that uh, enters the bladder when you have an infection. And so if you do have a positive uh, leukocyte reaction, that usually indicates uh, a urinary tract infection. But it can also occur in the presence of blood in the urine. And let's say you've got a kidney disease that causes blood in the urine, you may also have a, a positive um, uh, leukocyte reaction. But that, So this is why you need to interpret the leukocyte reaction with the other tests as well to actually diagnose a, a, a bladder infection. The next one is a so-called nitrite uh, test. This takes about, um, uh, again, about 60 seconds to interpret. And this is actually detects most bacteria. They have an enzyme called <clears throat> nitrate reductase. And if they've got nitrate reductase, it reduces nitrates that are excreted in the urine into nitrites and you pick up nitrites. And um, please be aware that about one in five bladder infections or urinary tract infections, um, the, the bacteria doesn't produce nitrate reductase. So you can still have a bladder infection or urinary tract infection and be nitrite negative. One in five bladder infections are nitrite negative. The next most important test is looking for protein. So um, having no protein is the normal result. And so when you have a urinary tract infection, as you uh, leak out and your immune response reacts against the bacteria, it'll produce proteins. So you normally get a low level of protein in your urine when you have a bladder infection. Much higher levels are usually uh, indicative of a kidney disease. And this may be relevant to people with multiple sclerosis because some of us uh, recommend home dipstick monitoring 
for a second autoimmune disease that occurs after alemtuzumab treatment called good pasture syndrome. This is quite an uncommon or rare secondary autoimmune disease, but if detected early, it's treatable. So it's, some of you may be monitoring your uh, urine for protein. If you have persistent proteinuria, um, you probably need to let your healthcare professional, family doctor or MS team know because it may need to be investigated. Uh, it's not normal to have persistent proteinuria. Although it does occur in some chronic conditions uh, like diabetes and, and uh, kidney disease. The next one is looking for blood, which is red blood cells, <clears throat> but it also uh, detects uh, so-called hemoglobin and myoglobin, which is the uh, oxygen binding protein from muscle. So a positive uh, blood test is not just red blood cells. It could also mean the contents of red blood cells that could be released in the kidney or even in the blood. It gets filtered via the kidney and goes into the urine. Now, when you do have significant hemoglobin or myoglobin in the urine, it causes the urine to become quite dark, and that's called Coca-Cola urine because it's that color of Coca-Cola. <clears throat> so just to say to you that the normal result is the absence of red blood cells. So if you do have red blood cells, um, it means there's some pathology, and it normally means it can occur in urinary tract infections, but it can also occur with kidney stones, bladder stones, or injuries to urinary tract. And this is not uncommon in people with multiple sclerosis, particularly if you're self-catheterizing. Sometimes you may just traumatize the, the bladder or the urethra when you put the catheter in and you have a little bit of blood. Um, So-called myoglobinuria usually occurs after damage to muscle. This can occur after very strenuous exercise, for example, running marathons, uh, or muscle disease or muscle trauma. And uh, many kidney diseases result in blood in the urine. So this is called the nephritic syndrome. And if you do have blood in the urine, it needs to be uh, investigated. Just to say that asymptomatic uh, blood in the urine could also indicate a cancer of the urinary tract. You know, it could be a bladder cancer or kidney cancer. And this is why asymptomatic blood in the urine needs to be investigated. So if your test is persistently positive in the absence of infection, it needs to be investigated. <clears throat> now, the way that the little square develops, the test develops, can tell you if it's red blood cells <clears throat> or myoglobinuria, hemoglobinuria. So if the pattern starts off speckled, you know, get a mottling appearance, that usually means little red blood cells um, and you're detecting the red blood cells in little um, spots. If it starts off homogeneous, in other words, the color changes without seeing these spots, it normally means that the red blood cells have lysed and you've got free hemoglobin or myoglobin. And that usually means upper urinary tract, either kidney or even before the kidney disease. So the type of um, coloring uh, tells you, um, potentially can give you some indication of where the, um, the positive test is coming from. Red blood cells from the lower urinary tract or hemoglobin or myoglobin from upper urinary tract or from before the kidneys. Other tests that you can get on the strip are glucose. Uh, this usually means um, that you've got an underlying condition like diabetes or renal disease, and it can occur in, as a complication or a side effect of some of the diabetic medications. Please be aware you shouldn't have glucose in your urine, and if you do have persistent glycosuria, glucose in your urine, you need to have further tests to make sure you don't have diabetes. Another one is ketones. <clears throat> Just to say to you that ketones is from the breakdown of fatty acids. This should be negative um, um, most of the time. However, if you are fasting or on a ketogenic diet, you'll find ketones in your urine, which are normal. 
if you're not fasting or on a specific diet, then the ketones in your urine usually means that you have some underlying condition. It could be diabetes, and we call this condition diabetic ketoacidosis, and it can occur as a complication uh, of some uh, uh, medications. Metformin, for example, can cause ketosis. Another test is the so-called pH. This tells you how acidic your urine is. Um, obviously, if your pH is very low and you have a very acid urine, this can be uh, part of starvation, fasting, or diabetic ketoacidosis. <clears throat> can occur in, in infections. Um, obviously, if your pH is raised, you have an alkalosis. This uh, can occur in some urinary tract infections. Some bacteria cause the urine to uh, become alkaline. Also, if you're taking uh, drugs to try and reduce urinary tract infections by alkalizing the urine, uh, for example, citric acid um, that alkalizes the urine, you may find your urine alkaline anyway. The another one is specific gravity. This just tells you how concentrated your urine is. Um, this test takes about 45 seconds to develop. And obviously, anything that causes a very dilute urine uh, will cause the specific gravity to go down. This can occur in a condition called diabetes insipidus, where your kidney can't concentrate urine. Obviously, if you have some kinds of kidney disease, and obviously, if you're drinking too much water, you can get a very dilute urine. The opposite is if you've got a very concentrated urine, this typically occurs with dehydration, may occur uh, if you've got diabetes, and obviously if you've got some kidney disease and leaking lots of protein into the urine, your specific gravity goes up. Another two tests um, are bilirubin uh, and urobilinogen. So bilirubin is the pigment that is excreted from the liver in bile, and obviously if you block your bile duct, uh, your bilirubin goes up in the blood and it goes into your urine. And this would indicate uh, biliary obstruction and occurs in conditions like gallstones or some serious, more serious conditions like pancreatic cancer that blocks of the bile duct. You shouldn't have bilirubin in your urine. <clears throat> if you have got bilirubin in your urine, you need to get it checked out. The next one is urobilinogen. So this is a byproduct of bilirubin breakdown in the intestine and is normally excreted in urine. This test takes uh, 60 seconds to develop, <clears throat> and increased levels can be found in the urine when you've got um, a condition called hemolytic anemia or you've got lysis of red blood cells. <clears throat> Very low levels are, occur in the presence of biliary obstruction. In other words, the bile doesn't get into the intestine to be metabolized into urobilinogen. <clears throat> so these are really the headline uh, ways of interpreting the dipstick. Um, Please note that when you do the dipstick, you probably have to wait at least two minutes for all the tests to develop, particularly the white blood cell or leukocyte test. I personally don't recommend monitoring every day. First of all, it's expensive, and it also depends on how frequently you get urinary tract infections. I mean, most people can get away with monitoring once a week, and if you get recurrent urinary tract infections, maybe you know, quite a few, you might do it twice a week. Obviously, if your urine dipstick shows that you've got an early urinary tract infection, <clears throat> it's important to take a fresh specimen off to the laboratory, either via your family doctor or the hospital, so it can be sent for the lab to have microscopy, culture, and sensitivity. This is the definitive test to grow out the bacteria, find out what bacteria is causing urinary tract infection, and seeing what antibiotics it's sensitive to. Most, most of you, if you are having recurrent urinary tract infections, may be given a prescription to uh, get an antibiotic to start taking before that result comes back, which is fine. And the result typically takes 24 to 48 hours to come back. And obviously, if the 
bacteria that comes back is resistant to the antibiotic you started, then you'll have to get a new antibiotic prescribed by your family doctor or your MS team. <clears throat> but at least you can probably, at least you can start the antibiotic early before your retract infection gets out of control and while you wait for the results of the definitive um, um, laboratory test. Um, please, you must send the urine off before you start antibiotics because if you start antibiotics and it's, they excrete it into the urine, um, that, that can suppress the growth of the bacteria in the laboratory. So you may get a false negative or a negative test, not because you don't have a urotract infection, simply because you're on antibiotics and that suppresses the uh, organism growing in the laboratory. Um, I hope this makes sense. Um, you know, I put a picture up on the newsletter so you can actually see what a dipstick result looks like and the type of color changes. Please be aware there are many different urine dipsticks. Not all of them have so many tests. Uh, sometimes you get very small profile ones with just four or five um, squares just for urinary tract, monitoring, uh, urinary tract infection monitoring, for example. So I'm giving you the results of the more detailed uh, dipstick, which is the one that most people uh, purchase when they, when they buy them. So if you have any queries, please ask. And uh, I encourage you again, please subscribe if you haven't subscribed. And if you can afford to pay, uh, I appreciate it if you became a payment subscriber. Much appreciated.